0: Devotion 15 from Devotions upon Emergent Occasions This is a LibriVox recording All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain For more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org Recording by Philippa Devotions upon Emergent Occasions by John Donne Devotion 15 Inter insomnēs noctes aegoduco diesque I sleep not day nor night. 15. Meditation. Natural men have conceived a twofold use of sleep, that it is a refreshing of the body in this life, that it is a preparing of the soul for the next, that it is a feast, and it is the grace at that feast, that it is our recreation and cheers us, and it is our catechism and instructs us, we lie down in a hope that we shall rise the stronger and we lie down in a knowledge that we may rise no more sleep is an opiate which gives us rest but such an opiate as perchance being under it we shall wake no more but though natural men who have induced secondary and figurative considerations have found out this second this emblematic use of sleep that it should be a representation of death, God, who wrought and perfected his work before nature began, for nature was but his apprentice, to learn in the first seven days, and now is his foreman and works next under him, God, I say, intended sleep only for the refreshing of man by bodily rest, and not for a figure of death, for he intended not death itself then but man having induced death upon himself god hath taken man's creature death into his hand and mended it and whereas it hath in itself a fearful form and aspect so that man is afraid of his own creature god presents it to him in a familiar in an assiduous in an agreeable and acceptable form in sleep so that when he awakes from sleep and says to himself, Shall I be no otherwise when I am dead, than I was even now when I was asleep? He may be ashamed of his waking dreams, and of his melancholy fancying out a horrid and an affrightful figure of that death which is so like sleep. As, then, we need sleep to live out our threescore and ten years, so we need death to live that life which we cannot outlive. And as death being our enemy, God allows us to defend ourselves against it, for we victual ourselves against death twice every day, as often as we eat. So God having so sweetened death unto us as he hath in sleep, we put ourselves into our enemy's hands once every day, so far as sleep is death, and sleep is as much death As meat is life this then is the misery of my sickness that death as it is produced from me and is mine own creature is now before mine eyes but in that form in which god hath mollified it to us and made it acceptable in sleep i cannot see it how many prisoners who have even hollowed themselves their graves upon that earth on which they have lain long under heavy fetters yet at this hour are asleep though they be yet working upon their own graves by their own weight he that hath seen his friend die to-day or knows he shall see it to-morrow yet will sink into a sleep between i cannot and oh if i be entering now into eternity where there shall be no more distinction of ours? Why is it all my business now to tell clocks? Why is none of the heaviness of my heart dispensed into mine eyelids, that they might fall as my heart doth? And why, since I have lost my delight in all objects, cannot I discontinue the faculty of seeing them, by closing mine eyes in sleep? But why rather, being entering into that presence where I shall wake continually and never sleep more, do I not interpret my continual waking here to be a parisive and a preparation to that? 15. Expostulation My God, my God, I know, for Thou hast said it, that He that keepeth Israel Shall neither slumber nor sleep. Psalm 121, 4. But shall not that Israel over whom thou watchest sleep? I know, for thou hast said it, that there are men whose damnation sleepeth not. 2 Peter 2, 3. But shall not they to whom thou art salvation sleep? Or wilt thou take from them that evidence and that testimony that they are thy Israel? or thou their salvation thou givest thy beloved sleep psalm 127 twenty-seven two. shall i lack that seal of thy love you shall lie down and none shall make you afraid leviticus 26 6 shall i be outlawed from that protection jonah slept in one dangerous storm jonah 1 5 and thy blessed son in another Matthew 8.24. Shall I have no use, no benefit, no application of those great examples? Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. John 11.12. Say thy son's disciples to him of Lazarus. And shall there be no room for that argument in me? Or shall I be open to the contrary? If I sleep not, shall I not be well in their sense? let me not o oh my god take this too precisely too literally there is that neither day nor night seeth sleep with his eyes ecclesiastes 8:16 says thy wise servant solomon and whether he speak that of worldly men or of men that seek wisdom whether in justification or condemnation of their watchfulness we cannot tell We can tell that there are men that cannot sleep till they have done mischief, Proverbs 4.16, and then they can. And we can tell that the rich man cannot sleep, because his abundance will not let him, Ecclesiastes 5.12. The tares were sown when the husbandmen were asleep, Matthew 8.25 and 28.13. And the elders thought it a probable excuse, a credible lie, that the watchmen which kept the sepulcher should say that the body of thy son was stolen away while they were asleep matthew 26:40 since thy blessed son rebuked his disciples for sleeping shall i murmur because i do not sleep if samson had slept any longer in gaza he had been taken judges 16:3 and when he did sleep longer with delilah judges sixteen nineteen he was taken sleep is as often taken for natural death in the scriptures as for natural rest nay sometimes sleep hath so heavy a sense as to be taken for sin itself ephesians five fourteen, as well as for the punishment of sin death one thessalonians five six much comfort is not in much sleep, when the most fearful and most irrevocable malediction is presented by thee in a perpetual sleep. I will make their feasts, and I will make them drunk, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake. Jeremiah fifty one fifty seven. I must therefore, O oh my God, look farther than into the very act of sleeping, before I misinterpret my waking. For since I find thy whole hand light, shall any finger of that hand seem heavy, since the whole sickness is thy physic, shall any accident in it be my poison by my murmuring? the name of watchmen belongs to our profession. thy prophets are not only seers endued with a power of seeing able to see. But watchmen, evermore in the act of seeing. And therefore give me leave, O my blessed God, to invert the words of thy son's spouse. She said, I sleep, but my heart waketh. Canticles, a song of Solomon, five, two. I say, I wake, but my heart sleepeth. My body is in a sick weariness but my soul is in a peaceful rest with thee. And as our eyes in our health see not the air that is next to them, nor the fire, nor the spheres, nor stop upon anything till they come to stars, so my eyes that are open see nothing of this world, but pass through all that, and fix themselves upon thy peace and joy and glory above. Almost as soon as thy apostle had said, "Let us not sleep," 1 Thessalonians 5:6, lest we should be too much discomforted if we did, he says again, "Whether we wake or sleep, let us live together with Christ," 1 Thessalonians 5:10. Though then this absence of sleep may argue the presence of death, the original may exclude the copy life the picture. Yet this gentle sleep and rest of my soul betrothes me to thee, to whom I shall be married indissolubly, though by this way of dissolution. 15. Prayer O eternal and most gracious God, who art able to make, and dost make, the sick-bed of thy servants, chapels of ease to them and the dreams of thy servants prayers and meditations upon thee let not this continual watchfulness of mine this inability to sleep which thou hast laid upon me be any disquiet or discomfort to me but rather an argument that thou wouldst not have me sleep in thy presence what it may indicate or signify concerning the state of my body let them consider to whom that consideration belongs do thou who only art the physician of my soul tell her that thou wilt afford her such defensatives as that she shall wake ever towards thee and yet ever sleep in thee and that through all this sickness thou wilt either preserve mine understanding from all decays and distractions which these watchings might occasion all that thou wilt reckon and account with me from before those violences and not call any piece of my sickness a sin it is a heavy and indelible sin that i brought into the world with me it is a heavy and innumerable multitude of sins which i have heaped up since i have sinned behind thy back if that can be done by wilful abstaining from thy congregations and omitting thy service and i have sinned before thy face in my hypocrisies in prayer in my ostentation and the mingling a respect of myself in preaching thy word i have sinned in my fasting by repining when a penurious fortune hath kept me low and i have sinned even in that fullness when i have been at thy table by a negligent examination by a wilful prevarication In receiving that heavenly food and physic but as i know o my gracious god that for all those sins committed since yet thou wilt consider me as i was in thy purpose when thou wroteest my name in the book of life in mine election so into what deviations soever i stray and wander by occasion of this sickness o god return thou to that minute wherein thou wast pleased with me And consider me in that condition. End of Devotion 15